Welcome to Puro Politics, the political podcast of the San Antonio Express News. My name is Gilbert Garcia, opinion writer and columnist, and I'm joined by Nancy Prayer Donson, deputy editorial board editor. Uh, Metro editor Greg Jefferson. It's our first uh, podcast episode of 2024. Happy New Year to everybody, and, and thanks for uh, for listening and watching. Uh, we're going to talk today about uh, an upcoming uh, council uh, resolution vote on uh, regarding the the conflict between uh, Israel and Hamas. We're going to talk about uh, SB4, uh, Texas law that was uh, signed by Governor Greg Abbott uh, a couple of weeks ago. But we're going to start off talking about some news that happened uh, in San Antonio uh, over the weekend. Uh, District 10 uh, Councilman Mark White uh, was arrested on Friday night uh, on uh, it was a, a DUI uh, charge and uh, he was apparently driving northeast on, on 410 uh, near the San Antonio airport. He was kind of weaving between lanes, uh, not signaling. Uh, w- when uh, when he was stopped by police officers, they just described his eyes as uh, glassy and red. Um, and uh, he I think he he, re- he refused to take he a did. breathalyzer and a blood test. But then later they got a magistrate uh, right. judge to to require that. So we're I think we're waiting. So, on yeah. Results, right? So this I think they they got the blood draw at around 2 a.m. Yeah. Um, I think one of the obvious things that, that people thought about is the fact that Mark White is a first term uh, council member. He's been in office for about eight months now. And the person he succeeded, Clayton Perry, about a year ago. Uh, had a, a very, uh, it was a, an extreme uh, DUI situation where he, he slammed into a car. He, he left the scene. Uh, there was a video of a police officer at his home talking to him, and he just seemed to be really out of it. And you had some former council members from that district, that this Northside district, um, urging Clayton Perry to step aside. And they were supporting Mark White. And Mark White has come in and he's had this happen to him. So, yeah, I mean, with Clayton Perry, we don't know. There's a lot we don't know about Mark White's arrest. We don't know about the circumstance. All of that, I think, will be clearer in the days ahead. Right. Particularly when we get uh, the police body cam video and the results of the blood alcohol content test, which, you know, he took in the early hours of uh, Saturday. But I mean, just from what we know, it's uh, it's not as egregious as what we saw in Clayton Perry's case. I mean, as that was a career ending thing. I mean, he he was clearly hammered. He, you know, had about 14 drinks at the Evil Olive on the north side, slammed into a car (laughs) that was idling at an intersection and then drove home. The body the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, the body cam (laughs) video of the the police officer's interview with Perry was just, I mean, it was humiliating for Perry. It was sad to watch. And there was just as clearly there was just no getting over that. Uh, We don't have any reason to think at this point that there's anything like that in Mark White's case. But I mean, this is. You know, he's a city council member um, in a city that has a huge drunk driving problem. And this is, <laughs> you know, this this is it's the last city council. Yeah, members. it's like yeah. egregious in itself. Yeah. You know, I mean, it may not have like all of the 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 kind of nasty details that yeah. Clayton Perry's case did, but it's still pretty, pretty bad. And, you know, to that to that point, we had I think 2021, we had nearly 2000 mm-hmm. drunk driver uh, mm-hmm. caused crashes in San Antonio. So it's, it has been a problem that, that the city has been trying to deal with. Um, I think he said that he had 
three beers, uh, apparently at three different locations. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and that he didn't feel drunk. He didn't feel drunk. That was the first sentence of, yeah. no, of his statement. I didn't feel Somebody drunk. asked on social media, I think it was X, and they said, does, <laughs> does, do Uber, does Uber not run up there? Like, does it not go to that part of, of the city? Yeah. And actually, I mean, that's... Uber does. Uber does go to that part of the city. And I feel like it's just, they just take too many chances. I feel like, I feel like there should be a no tolerance, um, like no zero, like, you know, there should, the city shouldn't tolerate it, but also they should just not even try like one drink. I mean, I think I'm, I have to say like all these headlines, I'm scared. (laughs) I will not like, I'm just like, nope, I'm not, I'm not going to drive. And it's just like, why chance it Mm -hmm. um, that you're going to be that person? And I mean, it's not only getting caught, it's, it's killing somebody like our editorial over the weekend was, and we focused on DWI. We had already written the editorial. um, So it was already done. And then we see this news headline. It's like, you know, what is happening here? You know, Mm -hmm. again, um, so yeah, maybe it's not as bad as Perry, like, well, you know, I mean, but it's still, like happened. I said, we yeah. don't know. And it's like, <laughs> excuse me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'll be a little skeptical about the three beers yeah. to me. What's important will be yeah. the blood alcohol test, yeah. the results of that. Right. Right. That's, that's of much more interest to me than what Mark White has to say about his own drinking. Something else we had over the weekend was, um, was an op-ed by a local attorney and he wrote about DWIs and I was pleasantly surprised that instead of, I expected a DWI attorney to write and say, okay, if you get stopped, this is what you do. Mm -hmm. Don't take the breathalyzer. Don't do all these Mm -hmm. things. No, he wrote about the incidents of it. And he said, you know, for the cost of one DWI, you can actually buy hundreds of Uber rides. In fact, he did the math, 566, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's over $17,000 and you can have an Uber ride. I mean, you know, a guesstimate there. But I thought that was a really interesting way to look at it. I mean, you know, like if you look at big cities, like let's say New York, right? Everybody gets on the subway. And so if you drink, you go out, you can get on the subway. You don't have to worry about it. So here we don't have that, obviously, right? You can't just hop on the train um, after you had a night out, a celebration, even if you think it's one or two or whatever, whatever you do on your time. But... Um, you do have Uber. And if you're going to, you have to just kind of count that in. And so what this attorney said in his DWI, again, yes, he makes money. That is how he makes his career, right? Is on DWIs. But he's not saying, he's not saying this is what you do and call me and stuff like that. He, why? Because yeah. he knows he's going to get the business in San Antonio. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting. I mean, because we, we've seen, you know, I think really it was like the 1980s. I remember when we started to see a real movement on this issue and you had mothers against drunk driving and stuff. Yes. And, you, and, and you had laws getting, becoming stiffer. Yeah. And at least becoming stiffer on, on this. But there's always that component, which is that, that people are going to be in denial. And, and and I'm not saying that this is the case with Mark White. I mean, we, as, as Greg said, we, we don't, we have yeah, to wait to know. see what, what the evidence tells us. But yeah. I think it's, it's a common thing that people are in denial about it. Mm-hmm. And if you are drunk, you're less likely to be, to have, take the responsible attitude and say, you don't, I'm not, I can't. Do nobody this. feels drunk or like, I guess you do. But the issue is like what the attorney said, which is really interesting is he said, this is the crime that nobody intends. Like you don't, you don't ever say, I'm going to go get a DWI today. And I could, I could say, you know what? I think that that could be true. <laughs> Who's 
yes, today's going to be the day I'm going to get a DWI. It's just like you you have a drink or two and at least mm-hmm. one may lead to another or whatever. Yeah. And um, and I also think sometimes it mixes with your medications and sometimes it, it affects you in different ways, like, you know, your I, body. I mean, I would, this may be old fashioned, but I would argue that uh, any city council member has a higher standard. Oh, absolutely. They should. <laughs> and like, they this should. was just a gross failing, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I don't think anything uh, he, he said should detract from that. I think they shouldn't drink at all. Not even one, not even chanting, not even one drink and then, get, and then drive. As far as like elected officials, yeah. local, I was thinking about Kevin Wolf yeah. years ago when he was uh, on the commissioner's court. He had an incident where he, uh, he think he said that uh, is alcohol and medication mixed. And yes. he went into, was it a, was it a Whataburger? Whataburger. Uh, uh, parking yeah. lot. Yeah. And he, and he. Was he in the drive through lane? He was in the drive through lane. Yeah. And he was, he was, you know, smashing into, into cars I and mean, nobody was hurt. Mm-hmm. It was a very embarrassing situation. I think. His initial response was kind of a little glib, but then I think within a few days he oh, yeah. he had a, he had a, a, a you know press conference, okay. yeah. took responsibility for yeah, it. Yeah, and and to me I was at, I was at that news conference, and that was I mean that's the way to handle it. Mm-hmm. I mean he yes. you know he had a prepared statement obviously, yeah. uh, but then he opened it up to questions from the press, and you know it it the the entire news conference lasted a good hour. Yeah. And, he, and it was right he, away, right? It wasn't. It, didn't it was take, within a few days. That's right. Yeah, like three or four days. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, and that's not surprising. I mean, you know, his his first response, as you say, was kind of kind of glib. I think it was an interview with an Express News reporter when he was coming out. Of, yeah, he was of, coming. Yeah, he, he had just been released from jail. You know, he'd made it's embarrassing. Yeah. And, like, and then, embarrassing. you know, I'm sure he checked in and this is I'm certain this is what Mark's Mark White's doing now. Checking, yeah. you know, he's probably in constant yeah. uh, touch with, you know, political leaders, neighborhood leaders and District 10 to find out kind of where he stands. Right. Where that's he, going. As you said, I mean, he said I didn't feel dry. I mean, there, there were there are elements of a statement that were, you know, that were, in which he maybe. Uh, didn't didn't take full responsibility, but ultimately he did say he apologized right. and that if he did have yeah. have to drink at all, meant that he should have. Yeah, so um, I think he certainly handled it better. It's not only that the circumstances are less extreme than Clayton Perry's, but I think he, up to this point he hasn't said a lot, but he's he's handled it better. Mm-hmm. The question is what the city council will do in the Clay, in the case of Clayton Perry. They were almost obligated to take some kind of action. Mm-hmm. Um, Ron Nuremberg, the, the mayor, uh, stripped him of his committee assignments, and he was also censured by the council. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I'm just having, I, I'm, I'm kind of uh, wondering if, if, if we're going to see that kind of thing happen. Yeah, I don't know. And right now, uh, we don't know. I mean, we, we've, you know, uh, our city hall reporter is trying to yeah. pin that down as we speak, whether there's going to be a censure vote. Or whether, you know, Mark White will be removed from his city council committees like, like Clayton of, Perry was. Could they do some kind of policy on, like, say, no drinking? Like, no drinking. No. Yeah. They can't <laughs> yeah. say that. Yeah. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would just say no if drinking? I see yeah. any city council member or, <laughs> yeah. or a not only city council, but a school board member, a... Um, a, a member of the media, <laughs> I mean, a member of the media. No We've had I mean, a lot look, of headlines. Yeah, I mean, I I don't drink, but I I would be uh, yeah. deeply yeah. offended if somebody yeah. said to me, you know, drink and drive. as a condition drink of what drive. you do for a living. You can't. You're talking about, you, oh, drink and I don't know, drive. like if oh. you're somewhere and you see. <laughs> and you've had anything, you've had any alcohol. And they, you're 
you're watching them take a drink. I'm just watching them like, oh my gosh, you're going to be in the next headline. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't want hard to, uh, hard to enforce for anybody. But, um, but if uh, you think about it, like, you know, their constituents, they voted them in and they have a job to do. Yeah. So now their constituents are going to go without just because he went and had some drinks. It's just silly. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's, I think this case is it, not only because we don't know as much, but I think the circumstances pose more of a gray area than the Clayton Perry case. And I think it'll be yeah. for the council. I think it's going to yeah, be a little I mean, trickier. It, it, and you, you didn't deny it though. And, 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 and I don't want to say, and, and you know, I, I don't want to get too much into Clayton Perry's history, but I mean, those of people, those of us who follow city council will, would, would, will know that there was, had been talk oh, yeah. you know, at city hall for quite a while. And that he would talk to people about, you know, going out and drinking quite a bit. Um, this is not part of the reputation that Mark no. White has, uh, unless. Oh, I mean, he doesn't have much of a rep. You know, he's six months into office. That's right. Yeah. So he doesn't have much of a reputation at all. Right. Right. Uh, his council, you know, his council colleagues are still learning about the guy. Right. But I mean, yeah, like the the you know, Megan Rodriguez in her reporting over the weekend, she talked to several council members, and their reaction was very muted. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you go back to uh, the immediate aftermath of Clayton Perry and, you know, the night of, of his accident, the ap- accident he caused, um, it, it, too, was kind of except for Nirenberg, right? You know, Mayor That's Nirenberg, right. he came out very strong. But, uh, you know, other other council colleagues were kind of a little quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're probably embarrassed. And they were embarrassed back when the whole Anna Sandoval thing happened. And they just keep having these city council people who just keep embarrassing mm-hmm. them. And they need a, yeah, this is not why you want to be part of a story. You just don't. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to move to another city council issue, which is that... Um, it looks like we're, we're going to have a, a council vote soon. We had we have a, a memo from three council members, an unusual coalition, mm-hmm. in the sense we had uh, two uh, the two most progressive members of the city council, Terry Castillo on the west side, Jalen McKee Rodriguez on the east side, mm-hmm. joining forces with Manny Pelias, right. uh, who I you know they've I think they've had, they've they butted heads with him probably uh, it, some someone I think it's fair to say right. uh, over over various issues. Um, and they've joined forces with them on this resolution, which calls for an immediate ceasefire mm-hmm. uh, between Israel and Hamas in that in the, the conflict that's happening there. And also for uh, an immediate uh, return of all uh, hostages that have been mm-hmm. taken. So um, and, and I think the the idea is to have a special council meeting on January 11th to yeah, to right. to vote on this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what what should we know about about this? I mean, again, it was I think it was interesting that, that these three came together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Manny, Manny Pelias, uh told one of our reporters, it's like what he expects is a one sentence uh, resolution along the lines of uh Nobody should die. I mean, basically, just, it's very general. And he's been very um, supportive of of. I, I, I think he's been pretty supportive of Israel, or certainly with the the, right. the relationship between San Antonio and the city of Tel Aviv. And and Jalen McKee Rodriguez and Terry Castillo, I think, have been much more supportive of the the Palestinian. Country. Yeah, and that's why I just I I don't see a one sentence yeah. resolution happening. I think uh, there's likely to be a big fight over it. And, you know, the Manny, Manny Polias, we know he's, he's likely a mayoral candidate mm-hmm. in 2025. I just wonder, uh, if that feeds into this at all. I mm-hmm. mean, this is, this is going to be a platform for him to talk about his, his support for the state of Israel. But, you know, also to take I, what I assume will be kind of a more reasoned approach and say, look, I mean, what they're doing is 
unconscionable. They should do less of it. Something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think he's setting up, uh, you know, he'll be engaging in a pretty ideological uh, fight with, you know, really the most progressive wing, uh, you know, the, yeah. the most left wing of the city council, which would be Jalen Mickey Rodriguez and Terry Castillo. Yeah. You know, I just edited an, um, a letter to the editor from someone, and it'll be in the paper tomorrow, um, who said basically San Antonio doesn't have – San Antonio has nothing to do with this and should stay out of it. Basically, that's the gist of it. And we've had you know, several letters kind of like that and just like this is, this is not a San Antonio thing. They just need to stay silent on it. Um, but in this case – I don't think so. I think that they need to have that fight. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that they need to come to a consensus and say something and do something resolve. Um, I, because I had this conversation with Manny a little while back and he talked about the division that's happening in our city. Mm-hmm. And he talked about all these during public comments before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's some, some part of the city council meeting where they don't record it and you can't go back and watch it. So I didn't see it, but he just said it can, it gets really hot. And he said that they are just really, and he says it's, it's on the Palestinian side. And then they go and they are, it's just hate filled, um, really, really extreme talk. And, and they, and actually some of the city council members aren't, you know, sometimes they just question if they're even safe. It, and um, I just think like the level, we're yeah. not, we don't realize just how outspoken like both sides are, but especially that side. And, and, you know, I think that they need to be careful and I think they will. Um, and we should wait and see how it folds out. There. It's always interesting when you have city councils getting involved in what are basically making symbolic statements yeah. on issues that don't really affect the city. And I think about uh, SB 1070, the Arizona, the, the so-called show me your papers yeah. law, which is, uh, I think, passed in 2010 and Julian Castro was mayor at the time and he pushed mm-hmm. uh, for a resolution mm-hmm. uh, in, in opposition to that. And um, I mean, it was very contentious. I mean, that that council yeah. meeting went on for hours and there was so much division about it. I mean, I guess you could make the argument in that case that it was a statement to, uh, you know, to, to anyone wanting to do business in San Antonio. We don't we don't agree with that. But you could if the city had just not said anything. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. think anybody would have would have come to the conclusion that city leadership supported SB 1070. Right. So and I mean, I uh, you've had during the Iraq war, you had some city councils coming out yeah. with resolutions in opposition. It's it's always an interesting thing. Um, I, I think one of the things that really strikes me about this is that um when the the news was 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 broken about about this this uh, this memo and this proposed resolution, you had uh, the organization San Antonio for Justice in Palestine uh, came out strongly in support of it. They said, uh, "quote This was a big moment for our city," and they said, uh, "We must uh, mobilize big and, and and win this vote." And uh, people who follow politics in the city will know that two months ago, representatives from the same organization went to a Democratic event where. Uh, Congressman Joaquin Castro was speaking, uh, disrupted his speech. They talked to him afterwards and were very, it was, a, they got into an argument with him and they were unhappy because he would not support a resolution backed by some progressive members of, of the U.S. House uh, calling for a ceasefire uh, between Israel and, and Hamas. And what he said was that he had come out publicly in favor of a ceasefire, but also wanted to see uh, the release of, of all hostages, meaning mm-hmm. Israeli hostages held by Hamas. Mm-hmm. The language that we're seeing here so far 
based on this memo, is calling for an immediate ceasefire and the immediate release of all hostages. Mm. And so my what is somewhat confusing to me is if it was because there were people uh, and, and there have continued to be people who thought, well, King Castro, this is he's mm-hmm. he's on the wrong side of this. He's he's pro-Israel on this or he's mm. he's insensitive to the suffering of the, of the Palestinian civilians who have been bombed by Israel. Right. Um uh, in retaliation to the, the Hamas attack of October 7th. And so he's gotten all that criticism. And, and he's basically said, you know, I support a ceasefire. He didn't support that particular resolution because he didn't mention anything about hostages. Mm-hmm. This thing also has something about hostages, which is it seems to be perfectly in line with what he's saying. And this organization, San Antonio for Justice in Palestine, uh-huh. which were very upset with him. They're very supportive of this. I, I'm just I, <laughs> I'm not looking to you for answers on this. I'm just saying, like, that's that's thank you. I got no answer. Yeah, I, I I just thought that that was interesting, and it just um, it, it just shows You're how awesome. I, I, there's you know there, there's these are very emotional issues, yeah. understandably, um, and we tend to groups tend to for, uh, kind of yes. take the sort of uh, right. They they kind of fragment into these into these groups, and um, sometimes the, it, it's not all about logic when it comes to these things right yeah and like it's it's not you know it's not exactly a totally rational thing to say that a resolution of the city council of san antonio is going to matter because it's not it's the politics of gesture the question is like is there really a rift so big in the city that the city council does need to step in there, I and, mean, according to Manny, yeah, it but is, I mean, it's, it's a vocal, small, you know, yeah, but he's, he's not talk, in numbers. Yeah, Manny's, Manny's talk, first of all, that's, that's you know, we're hearing that from Manny. Heard. Yeah, and it's it's a Wednesday night said it's event. it's hours, it's, hours long, and it keeps happening. Yeah, but I mean, if you have, and that's the thing, if, if you have organized groups that are, you know, getting, kind of getting people out. Yeah. It's, I mean, look, those, their views are are valid. Right. Like they care enough to show up. They should be heard. Absolutely. But I mean, but this will show that, that they're being heard. Right. But I mean, it does. Right. But I mean, does that reflect the city more broadly? Like, is it, is it really mm-hmm. a question? Is the city really being torn yeah, apart? Or, or is it really, just, are, is yeah. it, are we, are, you know, are we watching what happens at, at citizens to be heard on Wednesday night? Yeah. Like, yeah. Is, is that what this comes down to? Or is there this great kind of, yawning rift in the city over over this issue yeah i i think it's a good question and i also wonder if you know if if there is that that kind of rift, will would this yeah. solve it but would you know i mean i don't know that it's good because i mean there's yeah, going to be there's going to be yeah, disagreement yeah. about this too that's a good question, um yeah. i mean i will it be enough uh, you know i th- i think i i think that what's what's in the resolution is, is perfectly reasonable but mm-hmm. i just think it's it's interesting that how the, this language is not always is not is not being received in exactly the same way that uh, right, right. that uh, that Joaquin Castro's uh, very similar stance was was being seen, and I think there's, uh-huh. there's, there's a lot of politics involved in this. But um, we're going to move on from that and want to talk about the, the latest developments with SB four, which is a new state law. It's 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 going into effect in March, and it was signed into law uh, two weeks ago by Governor Greg Abbott on the border in Brownsville. And this uh, has been has been compared to that Arizona law that mm-hmm. in 2010 I mentioned. This this will will uh, empower local and state law enforcement to arrest uh, people who are in the country illegally. Um, which is this has really been a, f- a federal issue. The Supreme Court has ruled, and in response to that Arizona law, they re- they ruled that this is a federal issue, not a state or local issue. Also. 
in in practical terms, when you're uh, asking law enforcement to do this, you are uh, they're going to be asked or expected to stop people who they suspect might be here illegally. Mm. Which gets into the show your show me your papers type just of with it, that, right? No other crime, no other suspected right. crime. That's right. That's it. Just you, if you look, if you appear to be, yeah, that's right. Who's illegal? And you've got you've got law Talk enforcement in 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 counties close to the border already yeah. uh, expressing concerns that this is going to take manpower away. Yeah, it's what, what are we, their jails are overcrowded, and 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 then you've had uh, representatives in Mexico saying. They're they're upset about this because they're, because as this law works, you'd have someone imprisoned for a few months mm. and then s- sent back to Mexico. And as we've talked about in this podcast, many of the people who who have who have tried to come across uh, the border in recent years mm. are not from Mexico. They're from right. you know from other countries. Yes. And Mexico, for I mean, it's it's I think it's an inhumane approach on top of everything else. But the idea of just we're just going right. to send you into Mexico when that's not the country of origin for many of these people. Mm. So. When you look at this, I mean, what uh, what what are some of the problems that you the potential problems that you see? Well, the constitutionality of it. <laughs> I mean, a little thing like idea. that. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I'll, you know, it's like, look, you're right. The Supreme Court uh, in in the case of Arizona, mm-hmm. they they said no. Yeah. Immig- you know, control of the borders <laughs> is a federal. It's a federal thing. This yeah. is what the federal government does. But I mean, that was a fairly fractured court. This was not a unanimous vote. And it's a more conservative. Yeah, 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 it's exactly. It's a much more conservative court now. And it could have I I think everybody agrees that this is headed to the Supreme Court. I mean, you know, you've got uh, the El Paso County has already filed suit in Austin to stop the SB4. Uh, the Justice Department is now mm. threatening uh, a lawsuit. They're That's they're right. basically saying they they gave uh, Governor Abbott until Wednesday to yeah. I guess what not you know say oh I have changed my mind <laughs> about that law. I don't see that happening. It's going to the court, don't and it's, your it path. is a yeah. yeah. I mean, and it could be. I mean, like who would be surprised if this Supreme Court said, you know what? What to, what Texas is doing, taking uh, immigra- control of immigration policy into its own hands, is mm-hmm. totally legitimate and it's it's right by law. Yeah. I mean, it's inhumane. It really is. I mean, there I just helped somebody on my way in here actually mm-hmm. yeah. into this building. I was walking in here and this man stopped me, and um, he had one very small backpack, and he only spoke Spanish, and he was asking for directions, walking directions to the bus. Um, company. He had just been to a bus company that was too expensive. He was looking for a less expensive bus company. Mm. And I was trying to help yeah. him and running late to get here. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, but okay. I mean, theoretically, a police, so a police officer would be able to arrest him. I mean, or maybe arrest him and as you know, say, show me your papers, this man Potentially. who is, mm-hmm. I felt so bad for him. You, I mean, I may not even have made it here. I want to put him in my car and take him myself, yeah. drive him over there yeah. myself. And it's cold outside. He's going to walk in that other place he was looking for was far. I mm-hmm. told him it, it's far. It's not, you know, it's not close to here. Um, but an officer could, you know, Governor Abbott wants an officer just to say, okay, show me your papers and arrest him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. And he was he was very kind. 
yeah. very patient and very, my Spanish isn't the best, very kind and patient and trying to get help. But obviously he had no phone. He yeah. didn't have enough money yeah. and you're going to arrest him. For that. And, and this is, has been part of, of, something that we've seen from Greg Abbott and really even yeah. Rick Perry before him, uh, the idea that, uh, you know, the federal government isn't doing their job. So we're going to take control of this issue. And this is yeah. part of, and I, I think Republicans who supported, uh, this, this bill will deny it. But I think if you really look at it, I think, uh, Greg Abbott had to know that there would be legal challenges. Oh. And, it, and it really feels to me, he, wants to he anticipated. It. Yeah. And I think yeah. he, I think this is something he wants. Yeah. He wants this to go to Supreme court. He wants this, the really based the, the foundation of how we approach immigration, which yeah. is that it's a federal issue to be overturned and to open this up. And if you look at, he was asked a question uh, at the, the signing ceremony in Brownsville about the, about the constitutionality of this. And he said, uh, we think that Texas has, a, has constitutional authority to do this, but we also welcome, mm -hmm. we welcome a Supreme Court decision that would overturn the precedent set in the Arizona case. Of course, because I mean, he wins either way yeah. in, mm -hmm. in different ways. That's right. So he either, he either gets what he wants, yeah. which is for the state of Texas to, you know, to effectively take control of its mm -hmm. border with Mexico, yeah. or uh, even in defeat, he can go to his base and say, I, get, I gave it my very it, best. Yeah. That's right. And, and meantime, you know, this liberal Supreme Court. <laughs> yeah, totally, that's, totally that's right. Gorsuch and Kavanaugh. And Immigration still. attorneys and social workers are trying to prepare. I mean, how well can you prepare people? But they're trying to prepare them. I saw something last week that said, you know, make sure you have your papers ready to show at all times. Mm -hmm. Make sure you have you have a network of people. Um, and if you are not if you're not legal, <laughs> right, if you don't have your documentation, make sure. And even if you do make sure that, you know, like if your kids are at school or they're not with you, make sure or if they're with you, like make sure you have somebody to help with your kids, because what's going to happen to the kids? Yeah. You know, and those are huge questions. And it's, I mean, it's, it's terrible. We've got undeniable challenges at the border and we've, we have need for, uh, yeah. for serious immigration reform, mm -hmm. but this is not, this is not, uh, you see this is not the answer. Sending, them, um, um, sending the buses to New Jersey now. <laughs> so, um, and you were in New York and you saw it, you experienced yes. this recently. Yeah. Yes. And in New York, you know, and so now Eric Adams, Mayor Eric Adams in New York said, okay, um, we're going to fine every bus $2,000, which really $2,000 is not a lot compared to Abbott's willing to spend everything, right? Yeah. Millions, um, billions on this. And so now, um, over the weekend, they're, they're rerouting it to New Jersey now. Mm. So that's where they're going now. <laughs> Well, it's something we're going to be following. And uh, again, we, we hope everyone had, had a good New Year. The holidays were good for you. And uh, we're going to be back again next week. Take care. 